BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Down to Biscay. Yay. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Five on the Floor live late night here as the Miami Heat have one of the greatest victories in franchise history. There's just really no other way to put this. We've got the full crew tonight, the floor plan. We're going to reflect on this as much as we can we're just going to let you enjoy it. We'll take some of your comments on here. Most unlikely series victory in Miami Heat history. Sixth team in NBA history to win as an eight seed against a one seed. I'm glad we did that episode before the season, before this series started. Only the fourth to ever do it in a best of seven series. The Miami Heat were on the wrong side of this against the New York Knicks in 1999. And now they get to face the New York Knicks, likely starting this Sunday. Okay, we're going to breathe here for a second. We're going to let everybody come in because <laughs> I don't really know what the hell we just saw. And we got to process a lot of it because this is what they did tonight. Okay. They went in without their starting two guard, without a guy who would help them on the bench, into a place that houses a team that was the number one seed that was projected to win the championship this year, not just the Eastern conference. They had the most wins in the regular season, even though they didn't have Chris Middleton, they had 58 wins. They have a guy who's a two time MVP and a finals MVP who played extremely well tonight with the benefit of being able to take eight steps every damn time he touched the ball. They went in there as an eight seed with a tattered roster and they come back from double digits down again in the fourth quarter to the point they were down 16. Thank me for this. I tweeted, we'll see you on Friday. We even put the tip off time on there. The Panthers can have Friday at 732 themselves. The Dolphins can make their second round pick now without anybody that's a heat fan bothering them because the Miami heat, just did that. I picked the Bucks in five. I'm not embarrassed by it. 
to me, this made it all the greater. What Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra, and let's give some props to Bam Adebayo because he was awful in the first half. No question about it. He had an incredible fourth quarter in overtime. Incredible fourth quarter in overtime. Defensively, and then also making key plays on offense, he stepped up. People wanted to see him stepped up. step up. He stepped up. Comment comes in here. Gabe Vincent, huge game after a very uneven, and that's putting it kindly, series. Kyle Lowry, moments in the first half without before fouling out uh, late. And then what the hell was Giannis doing when Max Struess uh, was taking that three? Maybe the worst foul I've ever seen committed in a big spot by a superstar. And then Max steps up and makes the free throws. And then Eric Spolstra, okay? It's been a very difficult season for Eric for a lot of reasons. And tonight, bringing that group up there, getting them to believe, managing the game correctly when they fell down, and then the play call at the end of regulation that Jimmy converts. It's honestly, it is, it's the most improbable victory in Miami heat history. I'm just going to say it right. It's the most improbable victory in Miami heat history. They were 13 point dogs tonight. 13 and a half by the time it closed. Better edge and everywhere else are great sponsors. 13 and a half point dogs tonight. Nobody really gave them a chance. I didn't give them a chance to win today. I thought they'd keep it close. Uh, Greg, what do we say? I'm really glad that early on you did the homework to reference that this would be the equivalent of the big three heat losing to the New York Knicks in that series that everyone remembers. I'm not going to chronicle it. Because it puts it in perspective what the hell they just did. And I know that Giannis was injured, but Miami has injuries of their own, and they're not some robust roster full of talent. So they, I, I, I refuse to get too, um, like, I don't feel sorry for Milwaukee. This was unbelievable, the way that they went up there and closed it out. It is a place that the Miami Heat fan has never been in before that eighth seed that that upsets a one seed that's a that's a new experience for heat fans in general and watching jimmy butler just literally the way he was taunting and talking to drew holiday who was considered by his peers as the best defender in the league to see them go back and forth and jimmy just to ultimately control that game it to be such a team victory this season has been so weird for Heat fans. It's You don't know how to feel because this team has let you down throughout the entire regular season. Now I even wonder, do regular seasons matter? Because here we are, and they're giving us the opposite emotions of what we felt all season. And so, like, it's on to MSG. We're going to unpack this one tonight because it felt good. But, wow, Jimmy Butler, he's, he's different. He's just different, and he's on the level – all the heat greats right up there with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, no doubt. Brady, when we look at the strategic elements of this game, um, particularly late, you're, you're down 16. Okay. Uh, you're dealing with foul trouble. Um, a little with Bam, Lowry, others. <laughs> Manny, Manny's got to monitor the comments better here. Is that Alex or is that Manny? Um 
<laughs> Alex isn't taking responsibility. I wish I could take credit for that. We're all a little giddy tonight. Uh, we are down 16 points tonight, and you've got to find five guys on the floor, as we call the podcast here. And Dam's gimpy. Uh, I don't want to forget Kevin Love either. Uh, you know, I, I mean, no. the the irony, Huge. the sweet irony for him of that, that the Cleveland Cavaliers got bounced in five games and they had no bench production at all in that entire series. And Love gives them a double-double, including threes uh, throughout. It, it's, it seemed timely like every, threes. Timely threes. It seemed like everybody who didn't contribute in the other games contributed tonight. Like they, the other night it was Caleb, right? Tonight it was Love and it was Gabe uh, and, and a couple of the others and, and Kyle for a stretch. But just t- take me through what Spolstra did to manage this. And obviously then we're going to spend, you know, uh, probably 20 minutes gushing about Jimmy. So trying to gather your thoughts of previous of that fourth quarter, when you, we just witnessed that fourth quarter and overtime is obviously (laughs) ordered itself. But the beginning of this game, I thought was big. The way they set up the offense was the fact that Gabe and Kyle were huge. Like they were absolutely huge. When you look at the, the absolute profile of what you need next to Jimmy Butler in this series and in a one game sample size, you need your guards to hit pull-up shots. And then you take Tyler Hero out of the equation, and you're like, okay, how are they going to do that? Well, Gabe came out and, and basically took over in that mid-range and, and really set them up perfectly. Kyle comes in, and I thought I had, like, an outstanding first stretch. So good. Like, vital first stretch. And it was messed up that he got in foul trouble because I thought that was what's going to actually, if they lost this game, I was going to – part of my reason was going to be that that Kyle foul trouble I thought was going to really hurt them. So that pull-up shooting was major. Then you saw the movement element when they found something with the love thing. The popping element uh, in terms of they went in out and got a guy that could actually screen and not have to dive to the rim every time has been absolutely huge for this team as well, you could tell in the offense. Like, they just need that part of it. And it helps as well when the guy that's popping is actually able to hit the three. Like, we, we talked about it before in the context of love shooting it and, and, and it was just him just getting it up. And now he's hitting it consistently. So that helps as well. I thought the one there was one play, and I know this is not major in terms of the context. That one play where they they had like a crazy movement. It was a bam catch, hand off the Duncan, pocket pass to Bam, swing back out to Love. That turned the tides where it's like, okay, they're figuring out the offense a little bit without Jimmy. And then Jimmy comes in. And when Ethan, when you asked about the schematic part of it, the biggest thing I could tell you in terms of my take on the schematics, I was just looking at the time frame of it because I was interested to see what the score was at that point. So the Heat are down 108 to 101 with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. They continue now. The next three buckets are Jimmy Butler buckets with Bam Adebayo assists. That is not a coincidence. That is not just like, okay, you put your two best players out there and they'll go make plays. They drew up. I've been talking about this all season. I've been talking about the high-low stuff from Bam and Jimmy. It just works. It clears out the big man away from the rim. Bam can play make enough. Jimmy's physical enough with most guys that are guarding him and it can work. They spammed that down the stretch. They just allowed Bam to just zip passes down low. Jimmy had a nice little bucket because kind of an easy one. Then he has the and one that seemed to like really turn things up. And it's like, okay, wait, they have something. And then they had the la- and the third assist, I think, was the Jimmy three that really just was like, okay, now it's tie game. All of a sudden, Jimmy's going into that mode. Uh, so big, as much as we had, we came on here so many times during the regular season. And they're like, okay, we have to put a little pushback on Eric Spolstra or Eric, this decision, this decision. This was an Eric Spolster masterclass. The decisions he made rotationally, the plays he called, the final play in regulation. And to, to, I'm sitting there saying to myself, after they went for that three the first time, I was like, okay, 
I'm like, I have a feeling this isn't going to Jimmy. This is going to be like a shooter, like Max Strews kind of chucking up a three. That screening play to get Jimmy and make that play at the rim, like everything was like picture perfect in that way. And to your point earlier, because I know we're going to talk more Jimmy later, we do need to give Bam credit because Bam was, I'll say it, Bam was very <laughs> horrible as a shooter in this in this game. He just could not score. He could not shoot. He had no rhythm. He had nothing. But the passing, I thought, opened up this game completely. And defensively, he changed this game. On that end, he changed this game. There is no player in this league that can do that to Giannis, what he did in that second half, that you can neutralize a guy like that one-on-one and they weren't even trying to send help. They were like, okay, Bam's on him. We'll, we'll just stay home. So the stuff that he was able to do in that way I thought was vital as well. But there, there was obviously – we could talk about Jimmy having 42, but there were some vital shots from a lot of these key guys that they just needed in this game. Yeah, some of these are coming in here on the chat. I mean, Alex, uh, Gabe Vincent tonight, he got shot happy in the first half <laughs> after he started, started – Overall. It's overall. Um but him and Lowry, I, I can't remember a game where they both made offensive contributions that mattered so much. Again, we mentioned uh, we mentioned Love. Zeller gave him a few minutes that they needed, uh, you know, during that stretch. Again, the beginning of the fourth quarter, too, we can't forget that because in game four, the beginning of the fourth quarter, that thing was starting to get away, and then they went plus three at the start of the fourth to the point that without Jimmy – to the point that Bud mentioned it in the post-game presser, they did it again tonight um, before Jimmy came in. And I actually said, I actually thought Spo waited one or two possessions too long to bring Jimmy in and, and, the, and the lead extended again, but they managed to hold the thing there or, or cut into it a little bit to give him a chance. And we are at the point, and let's just get to Jimmy now. We are at the point now that when he comes in with six, seven, or eight minutes left in the game and they're down five, six, seven, eight points, you know they're winning. Like, <laughs> however they get there, and tonight was choppy, I, I don't usually believe in officials going one way or the other. Clearly, the NBA wanted to extend this series. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I, 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 I've never seen a guy travel so much and get away with it, but he that's part of his game. But the touch fouls and everything else that was going on, this was a lopsided game from an officiating standpoint. This was not – there was a game that the Heat had against Phoenix earlier this year, if you remember, when Monty uh, came in and he was complaining about the officiating and everybody – because it was like the disparity was like 26 to 4 or something. But you're like, but all he did was take mid-range shots the whole game. The Heat were going to the basket. They weren't getting calls. Milwaukee was going to the basket, and they were getting calls. So you you had all of this going against you. But again, when Jimmy comes in with six, seven minutes left, it's like, okay, we're good. We're going to figure out a way to control pace, and we're going to win one way or the other. I, I, I don't even know what to do with that. I mean, we're going to have to talk about this. We talked about the greatest performance in Miami Heat history from a one-game perspective. From a series perspective, it's this and Dwayne in the finals. That's it. Yeah, Those are the top two. You're right. And like just to further – exemplify how crazy the disparity was at the free throw line 45 to 17 i'm repeating that from the rooftops as much as i can that is unbelievable in terms of the attempts difference between the two teams for them to overcome that and for jimmy butler this is the this is when you know jimmy is reaching a different space when he's dribbling the ball up the court and even the players on the court, you could kind of tell that 
they know that he could do whatever the hell he wants. And the fans even start to feel it. And it's becoming like a, uh, it's picking up steam. This, this playoff Jimmy as Brady. So, uh, so fondly coined the phrase Um, that's becoming a real thing. And I just, it is up there with Dwayne in 06. Obviously that is winning the ultimate prize. So we're always going to hold that to a certain extent. Um, and it was the first of, of all, but when you just talk about bodies of work, what he's doing with less, as we've talked about, but tonight you can't even say with less, it was a total team effort, but led by Jimmy Butler for him to keep being able to do this. The other thing is like, they didn't get three days rest, two days rest. This was on one day. They're right back at it. He comes out, he controls the game. Um, it's a masterclass. Jimmy Butler's in a different tier. The NBA recognizes it. The players recognize it. The only people that probably don't recognize it is for the large part, the national media, but they can't ignore it forever. Well, I, I think they're starting to recognize it. And and to, to go back to Alex on this, when he comes back in with six minutes left, okay, I did not feel, or seven minutes left, I did not feel like he was in the same rhythm that he was in in the previous game, okay? It, it, there were some choppy moments. He was, he was shooting a lot of threes, which sometimes can get him a little bit out of rhythm, but they still couldn't get him out of his spots. Like, that's the thing. Like, no matter what it is, it, what did they try to do defensively on him? Because we talked about it so much in the lead-up. It just still doesn't seem like anything worked. It seemed like the solution was we're going to try Wes on him a little bit and be physical with him because there's been some success before, but that was pretty much it. Like, I don't know what the, what could Bud have done that he didn't do? I don't know about that. Um, honestly, I'm a little bit upset that that's the question you're asking me now when I just want to talk about that crazy game I just witnessed. I don't want to talk about no damn X's and O's. The only thing I noticed <laughs> when it comes to how they treated Jimmy was even more of like Lopez shading towards the, I mean, shading away from Bam and towards the rim whenever Jimmy had the ball. It it did not matter. And this is exactly what I was talking about on the last podcast. He transcends this stuff. And I realized after listening back to that, that I never answered the question as if, of if you double Jimmy or not, because that's what my, my whole point was. It's like, it doesn't even matter at this point. Cause every time you think, okay, maybe that'll stop Jimmy. Just like two seasons ago, Giannis did such a good job. Um, on Jimmy, that did not matter either. Like the the future, he wasn't the primary matchup on Jimmy, but almost every time, like Jimmy found a way to get either a good shot um, or a good pass. Like it, nobody stopped him. Whether it was Drew, whether it was Wes, I mean Middleton is just food for him. It doesn't matter what you do. He is going to find the creases. He, he's going to find the soft spots, and he's going to get there. And he's going to make the right decision for the most part. Like this game was so wild. I just. Between all the Gabe shots, which, by the way, I, I appreciate just the way that he went about it. Like, he kept going. Somebody has to take those shots. And, you know, I said on playback, it should have been Tyler in a lot of these sets that they were running for Gabe. But I really I, I enjoyed what, what we saw from him. I, I really enjoyed what we saw from Love. I enjoyed that, what was it, the second quarter Kyle Lowry spurt where he went, where he was doing a lot of things. I thought the team defense in the fourth quarter was phenomenal. I thought Bam in the fourth quarter was absolutely amazing. I, I'm I'm so happy for him that he put it together in that fourth quarter because he was having another game where every shot was tough as hell, and he he got in a little run there. He got in a little run, and it, like Brady mentioned, he had all those assists to Jimmy, and then all the elite defense. He finished with 20, 10, and ten. Like he showed you everything he still does when the shots are not falling. Like it's honestly, it, I cannot believe they did this, and they made me eat my words so freaking bad. Like it's it's so bad, and I don't care. Like I said. 
he I said Bucks and six to start the series. That's fine. From there, I said the series was over after game two when they blew that game without Giannis, thinking that he would be back right after. I said they're most likely going to lose the series now because they blew the chance without Giannis. I was so wrong. They won three games in a row after that. Like, Jimmy Butler is incredible. I thought last game, best game I've ever been to, all of that. This, I wasn't there, so it didn't top it. But holy crap, they were down 16 when the fourth quarter started. This was even crazier. I mean, Jimmy Butler didn't do the one-man scoring run he did last game, but he still made all the big shots. I thought the team defense was fantastic. The way that they started the fourth down 16, didn't play Jimmy for five and a half minutes or so and survived this. Like, it's unbelievable. Everything that I was upset about, they overcame it. The officiating, the Spo waiting until uh, six minutes to play Jimmy. All of this, it, he transcends conventional wisdom. I cannot believe what I just saw. I can't believe they survived that game. All of this has felt too good, to, too good to be true. That's what I kept saying. And I, I, what are we watching? What just happened? Did they really just eliminate the one-seeded Bucks? Are they well, about to play the Knicks in the second round? What's going on? They did it with. I, I love the recall of some Heat fans. Uh, this comes from from Jay Keller Five. I can't believe Spoke called the Tyler Johnson for the win in 2015 Summer League play for Jimmy in a closeout play playing game on the road versus a one seed. And I just looked at the video. It was, exact, it, it was exactly the same play uh, as, as he as he ran there. Um, I, I, uh, one, one other thing I want to I want to get to with Jimmy, and then we're gonna we're gonna get to Bam here because Bam is kind of the redemptive figure of this entire entire thing. I, I, I think the, the the thing with with Jimmy, I keep talking about how he's sort of mastered the game at this point. Like he's just you're, he's going to play at his pace, and you're not going to rush him. But that applies to circumstances too. Like it's it's it doesn't matter if it's home or road at this stage. He is not going to get rattled at all. And and I think when you again they're feeding off of that. Like I, I, I it's like they've turned it over to him and said just take us home. That's it. And if and I think Brady, you hit on this, and it was either you or Alex when we were doing the previews. It's just like just get enough from these other guys just get enough and and it almost it feels so simplified right now that it actually works better for them and look there was times in this series where i was like they could use tyler here they could use tyler to get into the gaps to make those but let's not forget it, i didn't even mention that in the open again they're without their their third leading scorer who really they had three guys who averaged about the same amount of points this year they had sort of try leading scorers this year they're without they're only two guard who can create anything, okay, in the gaps of the defenses. I mean, they're down to Struess and Robinson at this stage. They don't even have Oladipo. They did this as an eight seed. Like when we talk about the eight seed, one seed matchups, right? Okay, when, when Chicago lost to Philadelphia in 2012, Chicago was the, the one seed. They were the compromise team. They lost Rose to a knee injury in game one, okay? The Heat were the compromised team in this series. Yes, Giannis was out for a game, but he played the last two, and he put up monster numbers. Like, there is no eight-seed, one-seed parallel to what the Heat just did. We tried to create one beforehand, and I said, well, the closest thing might be the Knicks in 99 against the Heat because the Knicks had really good players, and the Heat have Jimmy Butler, and so you kind of give them a chance that they were better than an eight-seed. But there's no parallel to this, okay? That Seattle team 
that 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 Denver beat all the way back. Okay, that had they were good, but they hadn't won a championship together like Milwaukee had. And again, Denver was healthy in that series. This is not only to me is it the most unlikely accomplishment in Miami Heat history. Okay, but it's really the greatest eight versus one upset ever. I think. Okay, and 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 I think I think it's going to be remembered as such. And I think the odds makers would show it. This series was eight hundred was eight was eight to one prior to the series. You put down a hundred bucks, you won eight hundred before this series. That's what the odds makers thought of the Heat's chances. People gave the Heat in Vegas the same chances as as the Nets to beat Philly, and we saw what happened in that series. And look what the Heat just did. All right, we're gonna get into Bam a little bit more here after the break, and then we will briefly briefly look ahead to the Knicks because we've got a bunch of days. Uh, to do that, we do want to mention our sponsors, including because she's here. So we definitely have to mention her. Lynette, she's here with us around all the streams. Playback, go to insurancebylynette.com. Insurancebylynette.com. And there you can find your life insurance, your renter's insurance, your car insurance. She's based in uh, Lauder Hill area. Is that right, Lynette? I believe so. That's where I drove to meet you. 954 581 8800. 954 581 8800. Reach out to her. Insurancebylynette.com. She's also the biggest Heat fan. That we know, but also if you have a bad driving record, um, you definitely uh, reach out to her for sure because she will make sure that you get your light, your insurance, and everything else uh, taken care of. And again, 954 581 8800. We also do want to mention our betting partner, it's betteredge.com. Go to betteredge.com uh, and backslash five reasons or betteredge.com and just enter five RSN. You get $20 to play. This is peer to peer gambling, so it is legal. It is legal in 44 states, including the state of Florida. You're not betting against the book. You're betting against others there, and you can find the line that you want. You can play in tournaments. And, again, if you'd gone there today, you could have gotten plus 13.5. You could have gotten plus 17.5 there at certain parts of the day today. So oh, and I edge, did. I'm sure you did. So go to betteredge.com uh, and make your money there. We always appreciate all of our other sponsors, and you'll hear from them during the week. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Let's just go to BAM right now. Yes, Brady. I just want to say, because I know we're going to lean into big-time basketball talk, I just want to throw in the fact that Haslam had the same amount of points as Bobby Portis tonight. I just want to throw that out there. Because oh. <laughs> that, well, that turned the game around. I've been saying for so long that they need, like, a good fight. And that wasn't even a good fight, but I just thought that they needed, like, a collective when they were going through some rough times where they needed something to, like, get them, push them forward. They needed that. 
Like they needed that to like spark them a little bit. I think that sparked Jimmy. I, I think you, I think UD knew they needed that. Uh, and that's why he went at it. Bobby Portis, who I played over in prize picks tonight, they feed off of him. Right. And he gave them absolutely nothing. A big, a big donut tonight. They got more from Connaughton um, that will, uh, said, we'll decide in a second. We'll decide in a second. I, I, I might pick them in this series. I don't think you guys want me picking them. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but they got more from Connaughton. They got, obviously, Middleton had a huge game for them tonight. Uh, Holiday was a little bit uneven. Brooke was great for most of the series, actually. I mean, they didn't beat a team with a bunch of guys playing poorly. They, they really didn't. I mean, they, they, they beat a team with most of their core guys playing pretty well, at least for, for good portions of the series. After we do this, I want everybody just to think about this, to come up with the craziest moment from this game because so much happened. and I was trying to write it all down that I don't even remember some of the sequences. So we'll get to that before we close here. And then again, we're going to spend about three or four days uh, just talking about the Knicks. But I do want to talk about Bam here. And and I I feel that there's going to be a bunch of narratives that come out of this, okay? Because there are going to be some who say, well, the hamstrings bothering him so much. How did he turn up the way he did in the fourth quarter and the overtime? And I hope it doesn't go there, Greg. Well, I would just have an answer for that, that you can do it. You can do it in a very short spurt, but to do it for prolonged periods of time consistently over and over again is a lot more of a physical strain. So I think he kind of gathered everything he had and put it into those final minutes. I mean, isn't that, doesn't that appear viable? Well, it does. And, and here's the odd thing about the narrative with him, okay? Because the odd thing about the narrative with him is that we talk about him sometimes in terms of, well, he does, he's, he's not an alpha, right? Like we, we've discussed this before, right? He's not an alpha personality in this sense. He's not Jimmy. Uh, he kind of needs to be coaxed into being aggressive and all the rest of this stuff. And yet there are parts of the narrative that don't fit because he was leading the league in fourth quarter scoring for a period of time this year. And he's had games like this where he's just been completely dominant defensively and in other ways, and sometimes scoring in the fourth quarter in overtimes. So he doesn't fit into that box of the guy who always shrinks, okay? Because he doesn't shrink in those moments that often. It, it's like, it, it, but but the first halves in this series were bad. So Brady, I mean, other than again, just him kind of becoming a frenzy a frenzied player in the last in the in the overtime in the, in the fourth quarter overtime when they need it did something change to get him going or did he just do it himself i don't think anything changed i, I really don't i've been saying it we said in the last podcast nothing is going to change bam's confidence mental side of it unless it's just hitting shots like that is the only thing that changes anything and the only thing that you could give as an alternative to hitting shots is like making plays to like tune into that, which was the assists, which was setting him up for kind of setting up Jimmy in those sets, which was that, that I thought one of the really underrated shots of the night, he's going through this stretch where he goes down, he bricks a shot, comes back down again. This is in the fourth quarter, bricks a shot. And it's like, okay, this isn't going well for him. This team is done. He comes back down a third time. And we know it, old Bam on a bio after missing two shots in a row is passing that ball and he's getting out the way, even without Jimmy Butler on the floor. He gets into the low post, and he turns into a left hook, and it ends up in an and one. The next play, Kevin Love hits a three, and that kind of was like the, the big one to kind of cut it to like six, I think, at that point. That was that was like a major play. Like when you talk about a flipping something from the mental side from Bam Adebayo, it's that. It's, it, it's not caring that you just hit, missed two shots in a row. It's not caring that you're playing horribly offensively early in the game as, as an offensive, as kind of a scorer. 
like I, I think that stuff is important, but it's also when you're playing, I guess, in without Tyler Hero, when you're the primary second option uh, behind Jimmy Butler, you can't really have those moments <laughs> like at, at this stage. Like that's the problem. Like that's the kind of the balance here where you can kind of recognize that, but also know that moving forward, you may not have the opportunity that you had tonight to kind of get it into OT and end up getting a win and moving on. Like that may not happen. But now you, you don't have to face this coverage anymore. Like if there's similar things you're going to face, you're going to face drop, you're going to face this stuff. But you do not have to see Brooke Lopez and Giannis lurking ever again this season. Like you're done with that. So now injury or not, you should be able to have different looks than you had this entire series. And I think that's what the look to do. I'm not looking forward to a second round series right now because I don't even know what just happened in this game. But I do know that I just want to see him get different looks moving forward. And I think we will. I can't believe they eliminated Giannis. I just uh, in, in the first five round, games again. And, and the crazy thing is, this is going to stick to his legacy now. And it's and he didn't play poorly. I mean, I, he missed some free throws and some other things, and the holes in his game showed. But it, it's not. It's not like he went LeBron 2011 Finals. Like he didn't. Like he. Well, and they <laughs> he have major changes on the horizon too, because they have a whole bunch of issues with spending and ex- extension eligible players. Giannis is extension eligible coming up here soon, so that's an interesting scenario in Milwaukee to watch. But this series might now, have cost them Chris Middleton. To they be gone fishing. Yeah, it's it's just insane, and 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 it turns out that the Heat ended up in the right bracket after all, which is it's insane how that worked out. All right, let's go around the horn here because everybody's I they're we're gonna forget stuff I I've forgotten so much of it I feel like I need to rewatch the whole thing again and hopefully some of you were on playback because uh everybody went nuts I, I was trying not to give it away because my the regular stream was about a minute ahead and then I jumped on the playback and I just wanted to oh. see everybody everybody's reaction to Jimmy's play at the end of regulation uh when I thought they were gonna go for three there actually because I I thought it was go for the kill with everybody in foul trouble me too Alex, is there one sequence from this game that we can try to process in retrospect? I forgot that you already asked the question before. I already forgot. My brain is just still like the cortisol. (laughs) All of that is firing off right now. I just can't process one thing. There was so many crazy moments. Like I just want to, I can't pick one. I'm just going to shout out some of the ones that come up in my head that are not necessarily Jimmy moments. The Struis block, Mm -hmm. the Lowry steal. I mean, uh man hold on i mean the, the jimmy shot to tie the game just a beautiful set by spo i'm surprised i'm really surprised how poorly the bucks defended that because they really had jimmy sitting there in the paint like it was obvious he was about to come off of a cross screen and they just let Connaughton switch on to him and there was no double sent great play call by spo jimmy so many jimmy made so many great shots and i really do think i, I said this before the playoffs started he's the eastern conference boogeyman like he has beat all of these best teams in the East. He's done it before this series. He just beat the Bucks again two out of three times. When we look back at it, both series should have been a sweep. The 2021 was almost a sweep if it wasn't for Middleton mm-hmm. doing his thing when Giannis was out. This mm-hmm. one, if game two, they would have come out with the requisite effort. Obviously, it wouldn't have been a guaranteed win. But, man, we could be talking about two sweeps right now. You know what I mean? Both ended up with a gentleman sweep. And that's how the Heat got eliminated. It's just crazy that they ended up winning this tiebreaker series. Jimmy is the boogeyman. Jimmy is a hunter, and he put the deer on the wall. The damn deer. He's got them all on the wall. I mean, he literally put that on his IG after game one and then followed through on it. And we know what the narrative is going to be now going forward is that Boston-Philadelphia is the Eastern Conference Finals. 
And yet Jimmy Butler is the one player that everybody's afraid of. Like, ain't nobody afraid of Joel Embiid. I'm sorry, okay? Ain't nobody You're definitely afraid not afraid of, of Harden. Ain't, well, not not for sure. Or ain't nobody, Tatum and Brown, Or frankly. Tatum. We saw Tatum in the finals, okay? The, the, there's a level that this guy gets to that they, they don't get to when it matters most. And it, it's almost inexplicable. It really is because we just keep talking about it in the sense he's not overwhelming in any – athletic way he's just not he's just his will is stronger than theirs that's to me that's what this is about and we talked about it before the series Spolstra and Jimmy and that's why I asked Eric this question before the series they like this position they like hunting and my concern before this game was that they were going to act like they were the hunted instead of the hunters because they had a 3-1 lead. They did not act like that. They wanted to kill this thing tonight. And for a team, which Giannis was traveling like a deer. He was. Deers, <laughs> he really was. Deers, deers don't take that many steps. But to do, again, the, the idea that they went up there to finish this thing tonight, I can't when this it. team showed so little resolve for so much of the season. And, uh, you know, Alex summed up many of those moments, so we don't need to keep doing that. I, the Middleton, I thought the ball was out of bounds when he tried to save it. There were a lot of circumstances that Me could too. have gone another direction. Spoh's challenge. Does he lose challenges in the fourth quarter? Like, he always saves them for the last two minutes. And and this is coming in on Twitter. He outcoached Bud by such circles oh, in this series. Bud's about to get fired. Yes. I mean, Eric Spolster keeps getting coaches <laughs> fired. He keeps getting coaches fired. Okay. And we we complain about certain things during the year. And I, I do not believe this was his best regular season by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. But he keeps getting coaches fired. I mean, he got Nate Mc, he got Nate, he 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 got Nate McMillan fired. Think, he just he gets coaches fired all the time. I mean, you this think is I ask you a quick question. How, what did, yeah. what was your feel of Budenholzer after Game Four since you covered the post game? Because I to me after Game Three, the one when I covered right. him, very right. shook, very right. shook vibes. I don't know if it's now just after the fact, but Giannis saved his job once. three years ago with that with that run through to the championship. But th- there's there's again there are levels to this, right? And Eric can get to a level that these guys can't get to. It's just, we've seen it over and over, maybe not day after day after day. There were times this year we felt he wasn't reaching this team. And again, I don't think it was his best season, but there are, there are levels that he reaches that the rest of them don't reach and they just don't. And uh, you know, I mean, uh, there are great coaches around the NBA. I think Ty Lue's a great coach. There are a lot of great coaches around the NBA, but he's just, he's different and Jimmy's different and they are made for each other. And I know the heat fans are going to be all freaked out now. Like, Okay, now the front office is going to say, we have enough. Like, here's the T-shirt. We have enough, and we're not going to make any changes. They still need to make changes in the offseason. But I think what we need to celebrate here is that a team that nobody expected anything from at this stage just pulled off one of the great upsets in NBA history, and it was not a fluke. Like Alex said, like, they they won this series. Like, they won, they, they outplayed this team, which had was almost completely healthy, at this stage of the year, they went and won two games in that building, okay, in this series as a road team, and they finished this thing off in five. Again, when a player who averaged 21 points a game in the regular season was not available to them, they had to watch Victor Oladipo and deal with that emotional strain from watching him. Uh, you know, Maybe it's not his career, but it was pretty close to it, and in front of their eyes after what they saw him go through. 
players stepped up in this series, like not so much tonight, but Duncan Robinson, after what he's been through this year, gave them moments, gave Vincent to play like that tonight after struggling through much of this series. Bam, who's hearing all the criticism to come up with a fourth quarter like that and in overtime, it's just, it's a remarkable, remarkable performance. And like I said, I think it's, to me, it's the most unlikely uh, moment, uh, moment in Heat history. But beyond that, and this is the biggest thing, they made this season matter. And I kept podcast after podcast after yeah. podcast after kept podcast. I kept saying, it. they're not making this season matter. We are not going to remember this season. You are going to remember this season now. No matter how it ends against the Knicks, that was absolutely freaking unforgettable. It we just got was. moments. Ethan, Jimmy, Bo- Jimmy Butler in the garden. That's going to be Oh, moments. my God. Oh. They're not ready, man. They are not ready. And that arena is about to be packed with so many annoying New Yorkers. But you know that villain Miami Both arenas are going to be packed yeah. with a bunch of them. They, they, but in MSG, though, like they like to find a villain and pick at him. And Jimmy is not Trey Young. He's the and they don't want that. They don't want that. They see what happened with Trey. Jimmy's like, that times 15. That's, that's, that. that's the wrong guy to go at. I mean, I, I they will. Absolutely, they will. Um, the, only, the, the only thing I can't promise is I'm going to check the flights tomorrow. So it's on me if, if things go wrong. They overcame the Ethan jinx. Guys, Ethan, <laughs> Ethan reserved his spot in New York before game four when they were up 2-1. I did. They overcame that. I, I reverse jinxed it today by saying they were going to play at the same time as the Panthers on Friday night at seven thirty. Good job. So, it, so I, 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 I jinxed it by saying not that powerful. I, I did that when they were down. Six. I don't know. I think Ethan's starting to finally harness his power. Like I mean, look, I said that they were headed for um, a repeat of two seasons ago. I said it maybe like thirty times this season. I couldn't have been more wrong. Like they're just all making us eat our words. It's. This it's just so improbable. They did this in five games without their third best player. And yes, Giannis missed two games. I understand, yeah. but holy crap, man! <laughs> like, what is going on right now? Uh, Donuts Ed says Ethan did the pat packed one suit for Dallas. I only have one suit, so that's that's all I that's, <laughs> that's all I got. A bunch of black t shirts in my old age. That's all. That's all I'm wearing. All right. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to our sponsors, BetterEdge.com. Use code five RSN. Prize picks. Use code five. And, of course, our friend Lynette. Reach out to her today, okay? She's been with you all year here on the streams. Why are you going for insurance to anybody else? Reach out to Lynette at 954-581-8800. Not now. It's 1.20 in the morning, but tomorrow. Have a good day. That's Look at that. Look at that. Gandy's going to go get a fourth. Have a good night, everybody. Screw Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.